Welcome to another exciting edition of Ringside Ramblings. I'm your host, Sam Kiola, the wrestling connoisseur, flying solo today, but that's okay. I finally caught Monday Night Raw. Um, as we said the other day, you know, we've, we've been really casual lately. We haven't really caught a lot of stuff. We haven't had time to catch a lot of stuff, but I sat down and uh, everybody was out of the house except me and the boy. And so, uh, a little bit of Monday Night Raw. I'm trying to conjure up what exactly was going on. You know, I gotta say, for not watching for a couple of weeks, except for seeing uh, bits and pieces here and there, or whatever is on Twitter, um, I was left a little bit dazed and confused. Uh, for one... Drew McIntyre's now a face. I do not remember seeing a, t- a face turn. I don't remember a face turn at all. The last thing I remember, uh, let's see, who did who did he fight last week? I can't even I can't even remember who he fought. It doesn't seem like it was uh, a heel at all. Didn't he fight? Was it No Way Jose last week, or was that the week before? I don't even remember. Um, uh, yeah. You know, and then before that, one week it was Matt Hardy, and it seemed at that time he was kind of starting to get a little bit of a face reaction. Um, it seemed like he started cutting some face promos, playing up to the crowd. These last few weeks, you know, I, I, like I said, I've caught bits and pieces here and there, but just nothing solid. I didn't watch a whole three-hour show until last night, and. Um, I, I cannot pick out where Drew McIntyre turned face. T- to be all honest, it was, wasn't was until last night that I actually saw him facing off against a heel. You know, with AJ Styles out there um, and Randy Orton. So I'm, I'm not even sure he's faced a solid heel yet. Have I missed that? that has that been on somewhere? I mean, did this turn take place on main event or something? Uh, it it's mind-boggling. It's not that I don't mind Drew McIntyre as a face. I think he probably is a better face, you know, than he is a heel. Just because he's really good, you know, he's he's good in the ring. Everybody seems to like Drew McIntyre. He's got a great look, um, you know, and he can he can play up to the crowd. I think this guy knows what he's doing, but. I feel a little bit let down that we didn't have a solid face turn. Because I I definitely didn't see any headlines going, Oh my God, Drew McIntyre turned face. Um, 
and it's that's pretty sad uh, so yeah we're from lexington kentucky this week on raw i believe the first match was uh ricochet um god who did he ricochet a mojo ricochet mojo right uh yeah i don't know i mean ricochet has been built up so much um it would be nice to see mojo get in more more offense if you're going to use mojo now you know but uh this here's the sad part for the first two matches um were actually Kentucky hometown favorites. And you had Ricochet. Obviously, he won. Didn't get that big of a response. Um, I'm, I'm expecting a hometown hero to get a big response. Did not happen. Um, then we have Charlotte versus Sarah Logan, um, also from Kentucky. And again, not a huge response from the crowd. But here's my thing. They could have been confused because who's the face? For everything I've seen, Sarah Logan's still heel. But then you have Charlotte out there. She's obviously fucking heel. When did Charlotte turn heel? I mean, we had her become a de facto face um, because of the Bailey turn months back. And then we've had her teaming with Becky Lynch did where did I miss the Charlotte Flair heel turn anybody tell me does anybody know I guess that's a bigger question does anybody know when Charlotte turned heel I don't like I said I haven't caught a full three hour show in many many weeks but flipping it on yesterday Charlotte Flair's heel. So if she's heel, then she should be facing a baby face. Um, they had an opportunity to turn Sarah Logan face. I don't think, I don't think Sarah Logan's face. For everything I've seen, she's been she hasn't turned face. She hasn't turned. And uh, so you had a heel versus heel. The crowd was dead. And again, you had a local favorite should be a local favorite they're from there and no response so to me raw started off with a huge whimper um then you have the non-turned face drew mcintyre uh who wasn't even in half the match interesting to note um comes in and steals the victory at the end ah you know, it's just there's there's a lot of issues I have with that aspect of it. Like, you're turning him babyface. You aren't getting the babyface response, um, and then he steals the victory. I would I would just much rather seen him wrestle the match and and won clean by out wrestling both Orton and AJ Styles. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, I'm scratching my beard here trying to think what was next. <coughs> Excuse me. I really don't know. Um, 
no idea what was next. <sighs> did we get, did we get anything else particularly? Uh, we had the Viking Raiders, almost called a war machine. Uh, Viking Raiders showed up to, to face, who was it? Not quite local jobbers. Uh, but they faced the uh, Singh Brothers, Bollywood Boys. Um, there was that. I don't even believe the tag titles were on the line. Uh, of course not. Why would they be? Uh, what else did we have? We had a continuation of the Lashley, Rusev, Lana stuff. We had to get a whole backstory of it. And, uh, well, it is what it is. We saw, you know, Liv Morgan came out and that was awkward. Like she comes out, like she's going to be a badass or something. And then Lana like throws her across the arena into the barricade, um, after throwing a drink in her face. And, uh, you know, if you have someone coming out like Billy Badass, a drink in their face should not stun them to the point where the other person can just reach over grab them and toss them into the barricade uh, with like super strength you know I, I don't know I, I kind of laughed at this, that little part uh, and of course Rusev's distracted and so he gets um, attacked from behind basically and Lashley comes out with the win eh you know, I, I don't know what to think here. Uh, I really feel like if uh, if we're honest and if if Rusev isn't going to re-sign a contract, apparently he's, his contract's up soon. If he's not going to re-sign a contract, then uh, we all know where this is going. Rusev isn't going to win anything. They'll end up doing like a career on the line aspect and Rusev will lose that too and then Rusev will be a free agent out amongst the wrestling world. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do that with this. Uh, it'll be a huge loss if that happens for WWE in my opinion. Uh, of course we get built up for next week. We're going to have an intergender tag match which really isn't intergender. It's just two matches going on at once. Um, did we, what else did we get? What else? I don't have a list in front of me, so I'm just trying to recall. Uh, what else besides the main event? Oh, yeah. We had a Buddy Murphy versus Aleister Black, and this is kind of Raw's saving grace at the moment, uh, if not WWE's saving grace. These two guys have really been going toe-to-toe, tooth-and-nail, and um, in my opinion, this feud has saved Aleister Black who was teetering on becoming irrelevant in WWE. We hadn't seen him out there. We had these awful promos. Uh, you know, if he's supposed to be a face and he's cutting these heel promos backstage and oh, everything was just like coming out the ass, so to speak, for Aleister Black. Fake starts. You know, he did a match with Cesaro and that nowhere and he fought like a couple guys here and there but it has been this feud with Buddy Murphy who come in red hot let's be honest Buddy Murphy red hot 
moved over from 205 where he was tearing it up. Over on SmackDown, he finally got a little bit of a push, a couple of really good matches, got a little bit of uh, notice. His match against with Roman Reigns and that whole thing with Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Uh, he come over to Monday Night Raw in the draft, and Buddy Murphy has been tearing it up. Answering the Aleister Black challenge um, and going toe-to-toe with Aleister Black. I, I think these matches have been good. I felt that he should have had the win to, uh, to continue this feud. But that's where they kind of do something a little bit interesting last night. And uh, it, it really felt that a three-hour show, they booked two things really well. And uh, I feel like that's that's it. They didn't pay any attention to the rest of the show. They just dialed it in. They focused on that last little bit, which um, I don't. I think it's bad taste to do it in that way. But it is is what it is, as we like to say over here. So yeah, you have the the six man fist fight. Smojo, Kevin Owens, and Big Show. Um, Versus Seth Rollins and what I have dubbed the Architects of Pain. Um, I think that's what they should go by now. Architects of Pain. Um, as the whole group, they should go by Architects of Pain instead of Authors of Pain. Um, but, yeah, anyway. So you, you have this group. Buddy Murphy! Still at ringside. Still can't believe he lost this match. So, interesting to watch. All this going down. Buddy Murphy's still there with his head in his hands. Can't believe it. Seth Rollins gets tossed out and he's like, help us. Help us win. And something clicks. And, uh... Buddy Murphy goes in and he helps Seth Rollins defeat the Big Show. And Buddy Murphy becomes part of this new stable of Seth Rollins and the Authors of Pain. And um, I got to say, I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm mixed feelings on this. Um, I think this will be short-lived if it really plays out. Uh, apparently, Paul Heyman's really high on Buddy Murphy. really wants to use him. I, in my opinion, this is what I'm going to call it, and uh, I think Buddy Murphy is going to end up becoming a face. In the long run, I think we'll get a, a Seth Rollins-Buddy Murphy feud out of it. I think we'll really get a highlight of, of who Buddy Murphy is in this. Um, possibly a tag team with Aleister Black at some stage. Um, but I think what we're looking at is a short-lived alliance Ultimately, with Buddy Murphy becoming a face. Uh, I'm calling it right now. So, there is that. Uh, But an interesting turn of events. I like it. I like four-man stables. uh, Much better than three-man stables. And um, we'll see where this goes. I think we we should get some really good matches, hopefully moving forward. Uh, Buddy Murphy, Kevin Owens, Buddy Murphy, Samoa Joe. Um... And seeing more of him, I, I think he will be a huge highlight uh, if they use this guy. 
Uh, I'm, I'm pretty high on Buddy Murphy. So we'll see where it builds. I think it's interesting um, in that regard. That part of the show was pretty interesting. Uh, next week, we're supposed to get Ray and uh, Andrade again. And uh, the Mixed Energy Inter Tag Match. Um, I don't know. To me, these are things that are really going to draw the crowds in. So, I don't know. I think that we got to see some more. There has to be some more announcements uh, in the next couple days for what's going to come from Monday Night Raw. I really feel like they're just resting on habit Monday night, wrestling night. You're following along or you're not following along. So... Yeah. Now, going along with what the Just One, John and I did the other day, with the the casual aspect of wrestling that we've come to know, quote-unquote casual. I use that term tongue-in-cheek. But if you are looking at it as, well, they're booking for casuals, and me missing the last few weeks... Uh, not watching the show entirety and just catching glimpses here and there. Um, if I'm a casual viewer and you're booking for the casuals, then what I have seen of a finally of a complete show and being kind of in the dark. Now, if if I have no idea whatsoever of of WWE's current platform then I would have even more questions. Um, like Samoa Joe, he's a babyface now. Um, Kevin Owens, typically a heel, he's a babyface. So all these things. To me, Big Show wouldn't have been gone for ages. If I say I hadn't watched in the last year, you know, I'd be completely lost. Uh, six months, I'd be completely lost. Even more so because six months ago, uh, it seems like everybody was, was heels there, baby faces now. Uh, so, there's no way they book for a casual fan base. Because if you're booking for a casual fan base, you would not have all these flip flops with alignment. It would be like it was yesteryear, 1980s, where people didn't change alignments for years. You know, I mean, look at Jake the Snake. He was a baby face for eons until he turned heel against The Undertaker uh, and, and Randy Savage. Uh, Hogan faced throughout his WWE run. You know, so you could really like pull out the turns in the old days of the WWF days when somebody actually turned. Like Shawn Michaels, when he turned, it was a huge thing. He turned heel the first time in WWF, throwing Marty Jannetty through the window. That will stand out in everybody's mind. You know, the the face and heel turns later on were were iffy and flippy floppy and whatnot. But that first heel turn stands out in everybody's mind. The Rock's heel turn, um, even the Stone Cold's heel turn. After he became, you know, so famous, his his failed 
a lot of people like to call it a failed heel turn. It, it really wasn't. I mean, the two-man power trip was a pretty, pretty good heel turn. Um, when he become a little bit more limited in the ring and he, Triple H was gone after tearing his quad and Soko was aligned with Vince and he used a lot more comedy in his heel set. You know, people were kind of confused. But anyway, I digress. If you're booking for a casual audience, you're not going to turn people face and heel that often. Because you want people along for the, the long haul of the story. You know, if, if you look at storytelling, you don't have a lot of twists like soap operas. You have a lot of cliffhangers and stuff because you want people to watch every show. But you're not going to like suddenly turn everybody bad guy and then good guy and then bad guy and then good guy and bad guy and good guy. Like every few days see so there's that aspect to it you don't book for the casuals no matter how they want to sell it package it uh, that's bullshit so I, if anything I think they book more toward a, a firm base because they, they do so many hill turns and face turns all the time <clears throat> to the point now where it's uh, no pun intended it's become so casual the face and heel turns that we don't even really get face and heel turns they just show up and they're a face or heel and I think that does a lot of damage you know you have Charlotte leaving last night being a heel ignoring the fans acting all snobby and snooty and you actually had some fans that were trying to high five her and whatnot. And um, getting snubbed, and there's a couple of them who are just like, "Whoa, what the hell?" Cause she, you know why? Cause she's supposed to be a goddamn face. She's been a face this whole time, especially this time of year, where you know people are going to miss some episodes, even if they have tickets. You know, they're they probably missed a few episodes because of the holidays and whatnot. And um, yeah, so it's just. It's a strange thing to me how they're booking this stuff. Uh, I don't know. What are you going to do? I mean, you, I don't know. You know, they there's this this theme, this idea of you know shades of gray. And it's like, yeah, you have to have shades of gray to make things interesting and complex and three dimensional. But that doesn't mean don't have someone who is face isn't face and isn't heel and I mean you can have faces and heels and still have shades of gray you know you know what I'm saying so I don't know I don't know what they're doing um, man having some solid turns would be a good thing what they're doing now is just damaging the characters damaging the business um, long term you know, if, if let's take Charlotte, for example, she keeps flip flopping without actual turns and she's just showing up face or heel in whatever given moment. Eventually, I'm not going to care. Um, I'm already to that point. Honestly, I'm not, I don't care whether Charlotte's face or heel because I'm already bored 
in her match. I don't have a reason to care anymore. I don't have a reason to cheer her on. Um, if she's out here being a heel now, when she was previously attacked by Sarah Logan, and then now she's beating Sarah Logan, there's no there's no reason for me to watch this match. And there's no reason for me to keep tuning in to a Charlotte Flair match. If she's attacked and, and there's no payoff, like there has to be a reason for me to want to watch Charlotte Flair, you know, get her revenge. But instead, she's a heel now, and I'm I'm left out here going, well, what what is that? What's what's going on? And it takes me straight out of the storyline, takes me straight out of uh, the match, um, and and out of anything that they possibly could to could uh, uh, produce. So. That's what I say when I talk about, you know, why they need established face and heel turns, why they need to prolong the storylines, why they need to produce these matches with some quality and uh, story arcs and whatnot to actually get fans intrigued and interested and want to watch and want to have some sort of payoff in the long run but I do digress that's going to do it for us I might try to catch some Wednesday night uh, wrestling today if I have time which I probably don't but might do it. I might do it for you guys. I don't know. I don't know how much my brain can handle. So we'll see. I don't. I don't know if I can. I can stand uh, some of the crazy shit that we have on NXT these days. Anyway, that's gonna do it for me today. This has been Ringside Ramblings. I'm your host, MKO, the Wrestling Connoisseur. Until next time. Oh. Wrestling fans! We believe that psychology still matters. Storytelling should be consistent. Maybe that's why I'm a connoisseur of wrestling. Tweener is not an alignment. I don't want any part of it. Goodbye. Welcome to the fight against Marxism. This is the Square Circle Journal. And now, just John. And the wrestling console, Sam Kiola. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.